Living in the Stone Age in 2017. That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. While many people rang in the new year with celebrations last Sunday, over five and a half million in Damascus woke up to yet another day without water. Residents in the war-torn capital of Syria have been struggling for more than two weeks to get water after supplies were cut off. An official writing for the Catholic charity Caritas likened the situation to being back in the Stone Age. Some residents have been able to access water for up to two hours every three or four days and many have turned to private distributors where neither price nor quality are regulated. There were also reports that the water that did make it to Damascus was contaminated with diesel fuel. Now the United Nations Children's Fund is warning that waterborne diseases are a risk to youth because they only have contaminated water to drink. A UNICEF spokesperson said that most children they met walked at least half an hour to the nearest mosque or public station to collect water, where they had to wait in line for up to two hours in freezing temperatures. A ceasefire had been arranged to allow engineers access to one of the water facilities to make repairs. However, Reuters reports that the Syrian government resumed airstrikes in the area as no truce was in place. Over the past several weeks, a rift has been growing, and it's not political in nature. Instead, scientists warn that this crack will lead to a giant iceberg breaking off Antarctica. The new iceberg will be about the size of Delaware and will be one of the 10 largest ever observed. But the breakaway of this berg is not a climate event so much as it is geographical, according to researchers who spoke to the BBC. The crack that is leading to the breakup has been present for decades, they say, but it has grown much more recently. The scientists believe that climate warming has advanced the likely separation of the iceberg, but have no direct evidence to support this. The rift in the ice is about 100 miles long, and now only 12 miles of ice connects the large mass to the main ice shelf. The break-off of this massive iceberg is significant because it will leave the remaining ice shelf vulnerable to future disintegration. The weather is a big news story as we enter 2017. On the West Coast, January is starting off a lot wetter than in the recent past. A powerful storm dropped up to four feet of snow in mountain areas of Northern California. The heavy moisture is going to continue. A massive atmospheric river is forecast to bring much additional rain. Flood watches have been posted from Central California to Oregon. Rainfall of up to a foot is possible on the western slope of the Sierras. The coming storm are like a conveyor belt, according to Bill Patsert of NASA, who spoke to the San Jose Mercury News, saying, you only get this once a decade. But will these storms end California's water crisis? Doug Carlson with the Department of Water Resources said that to get out of the drought, there would need to be above average precipitation and above average water content in snow, which would need to continue the entire year. Since the early 1960s, the U.S. Navy has used dolphins to locate underwater mines and detect enemy swimmers. But now some of these highly trained marine mammals will have a new assignment that might be their riskiest ever. A group of military bottlenose dolphins dubbed the SEAL Team 6 will use their deep diving and sonar skills to save what can arguably be called the planet's cutest 
but most endangered marine mammal, the vaquita. Vaquita are shy and tiny porpoises that have been under threat since the 1990s, mostly from drowning in gill nets that local fishermen use to catch another critically endangered fish called a totoaba. The totoaba's swim bladder has been called aquatic cocaine because of its high street value in Asia, where it's sold on the black market as an anti-aging cure. A Totoaba bladder can fetch as much as $5,000 a pound, according to the Huffington Post. Jim Fallon of the U.S. Navy told the Associated Press that his team, in collaboration with Mexican authorities, plans to deploy dolphins to the Gulf of California, the only place in the world where vaquita live. If one of his SEAL Team 6 dolphins finds a rare vaquita, they'll swim to the surface to alert handlers. If the Navy can actually capture an elusive vaquita, the mammal would be transported to a special holding facility for protection. The mission is considered risky because vaquita have never been known to thrive in captivity, so not everyone is on board with the plan. Omar Vidal with the World Wildlife Fund told the online journal Science that the risk of killing a vaquita while catching them is too high, given that there are only estimated to be 50 or 60 animals left in the world. Barbara Taylor with NOAA said the better strategy is to help the remaining vaquitas live in the wild by increasing enforcement of the gill net ban. And finally, it's become an annual ritual. On January 1st, thousands of people around the globe leap into icy waters of a lake or pond to welcome the new year. From Brooklyn to Berlin, thrill-seekers worldwide, some in costume, some just in skimpy bathing suits, braved frigid waters for an adrenaline rush, in many cases to raise money for a cause or just for bragging rights of doing something kooky. Polar plunges, as they're being called, are increasingly popular, but we wondered, are they safe? According to Joseph Herrera, director of sports medicine at Mount Sinai Medical School in New York, probably not. In an interview with Popular Science, he said the human body isn't really suited for freezing water. As soon as you enter, you go into something called cold shock, which is an involuntary response that makes you take a giant gasping breath. The cold water also causes blood vessels to constrict to maintain heat on the outer part of the body, which makes it harder for the heart to pump blood to internal organs. While some people tout the health benefits of such shocks to the body, Herrera says there's no science to back that up. But if you're determined to make this an annual rite of passage, his advice is to train and start now. Swimming in cold water during the year will help you pack on extra fat to keep you warm next January. But that might conflict with that other resolution you make every year to lose that spare tire. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Sustainable water management means more than just conservation. Learn about water efficiency and resilience at awwa.org slash sustainable.